Hello there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, a bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where we also have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we got a couple jokes, we give your insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I'm joined by the Maestro. <laughs> your first mistake. <laughs> also by uh, Cowboy over there, look at you man. Your negative one mistake. Oh, what? I don't... Well, that's what comes before one is yeah. negative one. No, so. zero. Yeah. yeah. Zero that's mistake. nothing. I didn't want to be nothing. I think we just canceled him out, dude. Dude, if if I was going to be... Am I the zero now? If you're one or negative one? Yeah. No! Okay. Oh, my God. This week we're watching (laughs) 2012's Journey to the Mysterious Island. It was directed by Brad Payton. It stars Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. You have to say Michael Caine as if you're saying Michael Caine. Uh, And that's the way you say it. Michael Caine? Michael Caine. But with a little bit of a Cockney accent there. Cockney? Michael Caine. Is that racist? I don't know. Uh, uh, Joe Hutcherson, Luis Guzman, and Vanessa Hudgens. Luis Guzman. He's funny. <laughs> Here's oh, a synopsis. No. And then we'll get into the, uh, our opinions of the movie. No. Uh, Sean Anderson partners with his mom's husband on a mission to find his grandfather, who is thought to be missing on a mythical island. Dun, dun, dun. Have you ever seen this movie before, Meshiro? Of course I have. This is a ridiculous movie. Of course you have. Yeah. I, I knew that this was going to be a Maestro movie. Why? Because it's uh, very Maestro-y. Well, okay. Here, look. All right. The first movie was made out from Brendan Fraser's film, right? I yes. liked it. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Did you like that one or no? I did. I do not remember. All right. It was, it was good. <laughs> Cowboy, have you seen this movie before? This one, no. No? But, well, was I supposed to watch it before I came here? Uh, that would have been ideal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, based on your synopsis, I think I can roll with it. No, actually, I did watch it the other day. So just... Before that, never before. No, okay. never before. But so, I did the center of the earth, and I liked it. So Okay, same. I, I remember seeing the first one and thinking, okay. Uh, and then <laughs> this one, I saw the rock in it. I saw giant bumblebees, and I was like, I'm not going to watch it. That was that was my thought. This is before the rock became who the rock is. But, but you... you... In the first one, there was creatures and mm-hmm. stuff like, you know. Yeah, I think it was more the Rock riding a bumblebee that was the turnoff. Why? I don't because you, at the time he wasn't a fun-loving character yet. Oh, okay, you saw See, him. I, with, you saw him as a tooth fairy beforehand, right? No, <laughs> I saw him as Rundown. I think before this. Oh. So I'm expecting a badass, and I was on a bumblebee yes. and a kids movie. I'm yes. Like, Pass. I did see Tooth Fairy later, which was adorable, but it was very like. Uh, I'd be okay if The Rock wasn't in this movie. Fair enough. And to be fair, the sequel to Tooth Fairy yes. had uh, the uh, cable guy. Larry? Larry the cable guy was in the sequel to Tooth Fairy. He was the Tooth Fairy in the second movie of the Tooth Fairies. It's kind of funny considering he plays a character in Cars that barely has any good teeth. That might have been the premise of the entire movie. All right. Hey, this guy. <laughs> He's a Tooth Fairy. He's got no teeth. I'm sure it was horrible. <clears throat> and I'm also sure at some point it'll be on spoilers. God damn it. Now that I said that. <laughs> uh, this is going to be great. The beginning of the movie. Yeah. Let's talk about the movie. The so Rock. We're walking out of the theater. Thoughts? The, the, the Rock in the beginning of the movie was like trying so hard to be like the lovable stepfather. Right. With that cheesy smile. Overly nice to the kid. Yep. And... Um, I don't know. It just seemed so rock. You know, it seemed like an easy character for him to play. Like it's, it, it was almost sarcastic the way he was being. I, I felt. I, I don't know because I think because I love the rock so much now that 
seeing him playing that, I was just like, he's a rock, dude. Let him be your dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's my thought, like, why be such a dick to this guy? He's the fucking rock. Yeah, but he wasn't in the movie. Right. I liked how I liked the banter between him and Michael Caine. Okay. Yes, that was entertaining. Yep. A lot of uh, was it a grand grandmother to Michael Caine. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> calling him like Hank or something. Yeah, not saying his name correctly. Right, his name was Hank. Uh, right? Yeah, calling him Henry or something. Yeah, always messing up. Yeah, uh, that that was interesting. Seeing Michael Caine, which also is, <clears throat> he's a very esteemed actor. Yes, and seeing him in this kind of role was kind of like oh, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Seen him in a bunch of movies like this though too. Okay, he was Austin Powers' father. Yes, he was. <laughs> which was great. Uh, so I, I guess it wasn't a departure for him to play this kind of role. No, uh, it was fun. Uh, I love Luis Guzman. He, yes. I, everything I see him in is entertaining. This to me was a little much, even for Luis Guzman. Really? Yeah, Be- because he all the every joke that he did did done done didified done didified uh, was obviously aimed at the children in the audience. There was only one joke that I thought was that it was laugh out loud funny. Everything else was going like, ah, I see what you did. Ah, I see what you did. It was it was a point where Michael Caine was telling him, uh, "We're going to take you to a place that'll take your breath away." He's like, "Like forever?" Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pansy guy. It was, yeah, it, that was that that made me laugh out loud. Every other joke before that, that Luis Guzman said, I was like, <laughs> I was laughing, but in like a, oh my god, it was like it was dad jokey. Yeah, really? Yeah. Even the ocean part? Uh, refresh my memory. You did pay for the full tour. Oh, to the right, yeah. Atlantic Ocean. To your left, Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Right. Are you do this the whole ride? Right. Yeah. See, it was, it was one of those jokes that I knew was supposed to be funny, but it yeah. just it didn't land with me. It was like, uh, all right. So even the part where they kind of like joke. fell out, in the, the helicopter fell out of, uh, of uh, its trajectory and then came back up because it made a sputter. Like oh, <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> no, yeah, nothing? yeah. Right. That, that was that was one of those like oh, okay. It's supposed to be entertaining. It's not entertaining me. I, uh, I, I get it, it was it was a very obvious kind of joke. Ah, so the obvious part is what you were saying. Yes, yeah. Mm. I think the way they shot the movie was interesting because when they when they go into the center of the island, they're off the shore. Yes, and you see this huge elephant. Yeah. It's before you knew that the mysterious island, the small animals in the real world are big, and the big animals are small. What they tried to explain with science, it didn't land yeah. with me. Either. Lilliputian? Well, right. uh, it, you saw th- the shot was of this huge elephant, Yeah, and then they pan back, and it's a small little baby elephant, baby. like a cat, you know? Yeah. It was really cute. I mm. want one. It, it was pretty adorable. Yeah. I, I, I do got to say, I do kind of want a baby elephant. The the, the part where the, the bees... Yes. Yeah. As soon as that happened, I thought, "Honey, I shrunk the kids." Oh, okay. Do you imagine that they did that back then? They had huh? giant bees. Oh, they had ants. Those weren't, and those weren't. No, like, they had giant bees. They just didn't. Yeah. Ride the bees. Right. Yeah. That would save so much time for the film. Right. Yeah. Because they, they would have got across the yard. But, but my problem is, is <laughs> how are they controlling the bees' flight? Yes. You're not Frank Pym or Hank Pym. Mr. Pym. Just, just to call him Ant-Man, dude. Yeah. And the guy that yeah. created the Pym particle. Yeah. You can't. Michael Douglas. You're not Michael Douglas. <laughs> it's like they're driving the bee. How are you driving the bee? Right. As long as you avoid eye contact, you can get on the bee. Quick question. How do you then steer the bee? 
how do By bees keep not looking in his eyes? I don't. I have a quick question. Yeah. How do bees steer? How do how do we steer when we walk? We just do it. Yeah, I understand. But there's if, if that was a, a small person on my back. Okay, let's let's let's, let's listen to let's, him. Let's break this down just a little bit. Language. Let's just break this down okay. just a little bit. All right. The legs. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. The, the bees, <laughs> their legs, they don't have a purpose for their trajectory, just for landing and taking off. I, I want to say the way they turn and is it's almost the same way as how they gain altitude and stuff. Okay. You know, they may flutter one side of the wings less than the other, sort of like uh, rowing a boat. Okay. That would make sense. So the, the stinger is not like a rudder. It's 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 more about the wings. No, the stinger's to poke you, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, as far as steering, you can't just no, grab the, st- the stinger. I, and I, I don't think it, they may it may have something to do with the 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 tail of their body, the torso, and everything that you know, because their torso turns which way. Maybe that helps the the wind going across them, making their body go this way or that way. Do they have two sets of wings? One on the maybe the main torso, one on the back torso, so they can angle the back torso. No, I didn't know we were going to be. I'm not about bees. About bees. Right. <laughs> bees only have two wings. They have two. Mm-hmm. Okay, what has four? Is it wasps, dragonflies, mm, dragonflies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, French hens, two calling birds, partridge in a pear tree? Maybe you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was part of the pre-show. I forgot. People listening to the podcast don't know what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on the Facebook pre-show. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast after <laughs> we did the live Facebook, uh, we did some pre-show about uh, Christmas stuff. So check out the live Facebook. Why don't you? Stop listening to just the podcast, you sons. Of- you were saying, huh? Mister? Huh. Uh, um, yeah, about the huh? uh, thinking mm-hmm. smaller or no? Uh, small question. Or what'd you what'd you say? <laughs> Flight. What? I love how we're laughing at your physical <laughs> comic relief here. That's fine. That nobody on the podcast that's Again, listening to watch is Facebook know. Live. What's wrong yeah, with you? Right. Oh, but yeah, but not everyone knows that. Well, we'll now it. they should. Okay. So they can go back and watch it and laugh harder. That sounds great. Or maybe just look at me like, what? Why? I, I do that every day. I know. Yeah. All right. So you said a small question about the beast. Well, I, well we turned it into a big question now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What do you got? But you were talking about like how the trajectory and like the controlling of a bee is right. an issue. And I said that the only thing that controls it pretty much is this the bee's wings itself. Right. Um, but they're constantly flying in the direction they want to go. Right. Right. What constitutes the angle change? Is it the head or not? I think I think what uh, Cowboy was saying is it, maybe one wing flaps slightly slower to make them churn like 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 the so, rowboat. Yeah, like a rowboat. I mean, if you row one side more, it's going to turn. But but that usually when you have a rowboat and you turn like that, that also means that there's pressure pushing against it the other way, right? Wind. In this case, it would be wind, not water. Yeah, but they're fluttering so fast, I don't think there is any... You know what? I think I'll just look it up. <laughs> no, okay, so the bees theme, the, the, the scene where they ride the bees, right? So Michael Caine says, the hard part is getting on the bees. And it's just don't look them in the thousand eyes that they have, or, or those flies. I don't know. They're the same. Okay, so you get on the, the back of the bee, and now they're flying it and controlling it with great efficiency, by the way. Because at one point... They, they tell the bees to do a direct flight path to each other to kill the birds that are chasing them. And the birds, by the way, should fly, I would think, a lot faster than bees can fly. 
Just based on the amount of wings and air displacement they can get. Honeybees can beat their wings over 230 times per second. All right. So you just change one wing to beat 229, and that's a right turn. That's what I would assume. So according to the known laws of aviation, there is no way that a bee should be able to fly. Its wings are too small to get its fat little body off the ground. The wow. bee, of course, flies anyways because bees don't care what humans think about it is impossible. What website is that so we can out them for fat shaming the bees? Oh, I, uh, I, I, just, I just read something that um, the bees flap their wings so fast that it creates uh, a certain type of airflow, which creates like mini hurricanes above their oh, wings, okay. which cause the lift. Okay. All right. I'm going to believe a uh, cowboy over uh, over whatever science you have. Okay. Is that Wikipedia. <laughs> <gasps> um, but here's the thing about it, though. Since you read that there's many hurricanes that cause them to move around, and these bees, technically, by what this person says, doesn't make sense why it could even fly to begin with. So there's no way science said, I don't know, and then moved on. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I'm, right now, I'm going to ask. You, a, are you reading something from Bill Nye, the science guy? I'm asking a Bill, biologist. Bill, Bill, Bill. Oh, that's science right. Huh? Rules. I'm asking a biologist from Arizona State. Give me one second. Are you chatting with him? That's <laughs> weird. We're in the podcast. Stop chatting with scientists from Arizona. That's why I do my dirty my downtime. So dry. Do they have flowers? <laughs> they have humor. They're so dry. <laughs> Ah, that's my favorite. Oh, here, here's a little information that British I didn't know. I was dry wrong. bar comedy. So here's a little bit of information <laughs> I was wrong about. Bees actually have four wings. Ah, <laughs> two wings on each side of their body. Oh, right. Yeah, which are held together with a comb of teeth only. We're getting way too detailed. <laughs> Who cares about the science of it? In this movie, I do. Science doesn't exist. Bees are huge. Birds are huge. Elephants are small. There's no science in this movie. This is mysterious. Jules Verne's craziness. Mysterious island. It is very mysterious. And the island is sinking. So we're finding out that uh, Michael Caine somehow opened a portal through the eye of the storm uh, into this island. And he's been there for how long would you say? Two years. Two years only? He, di- he disappeared two years ago. He hasn't been around. They haven't heard from him or seen him in two years. In the okay. movie, they say that. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm also thinking is time... Relative, based on this island versus other islands. The island is reality. The island has the island's still on Earth technically. So technically, you only get there through a hurricane's eye. The only reason why you only you can't only get there through a hurricane's eye. The only reason why it's like that is because there's a bunch of hurricanes wrapped around the island constantly, forever. Yes, for two years. Why is it always there? Why is the Bermuda Triangle so crazy? I guarantee there's not storms constantly circling the Bermuda Triangle. No, but like people don't understand why people disappear. Actually, that's been a myth. Mm-hmm. Is a myth or is it something what? It's it. It's just the the whole Bermuda Triangle thing. They said, like, "Oh, you you fly over, you're gonna." No, it's just that's just an area where there's been a lot of plane crashes, a lot of boats yeah, sinking, exactly. and stuff like that. The, the uh, a lot of the problem has to do with, I, from what I remember, the documentaries that I've seen is the currents and the the up and the down of the ocean um, current and how high and low it is and stuff like that. Ships are becoming. Mm-hmm. There may also be a magnetic. Thing running through it that switches north to south, so the planes get confused. Instruments don't work, and I don't know. 
There's also another possibility that the whole idea behind constant amount of hurricanes is based upon two different drafts coming from one Pacific and one Atlantic Ocean, causing a cold and uh, and a hot draft, causing the hurricanes to constantly flow around that island, okay. making this probably possible. But in this day and age, uh, actually in 2012's day and age, we should have satellites, right? That orbiting the Earth. Yes. So whether hurricanes are there or not, we should be able to know if there's land or not. Only if the satellites can, are doing a geographical test to look for it. If they're not even looking for it, they won't see it. If they're just looking and taking footage, they'll never see it because it's constantly covered by clouds or storms. I don't know. It, it's well, <laughs> uh, this is a kids' movie, so uh, diving this deep into it is, is crazy. awesome. It's it's mysterious why we're doing this. What I don't understand is that this has been like this for the longest time, and it's the most deadliest part of the sea. Nobody goes out there. There's no island out there. We don't even go out there because it's too deadly. Um, Should raise some that, flags. That, that'd be a, that'd be a, a phenomenon, first of all. Right. And um, I'm sure there's some scientist, uh, government agency that would be like, we need to explore out there. Let's take a submarine, and boom, they'd run into an island. See, this is the interesting. And if the island sinks, they'd be able to go underwater. I mean, they got out of there by going underwater. But Let's get James Cameron involved. You'll find it right. But here's the thing about it, though: scientists have said they've only scoured maybe five percent of the ocean. True. They don't really know exactly what's underneath. James Cameron is on 15. James, which one's James Cameron again? He did Titanic. He built those things to go find the Titanic. You sure? Uh, yeah. James Cameron, well built those, James Cameron built those things to go underneath the water? Yes. Submersibles. His, his, own, his own money spent to investigate the depths of the sea uh, for Titanic and I'm sure other reasons. Probably oh, Avatar. That's fair enough. But Avatar? Why would you do it right? for Avatar? I don't know. But like to I developed the land surface for uh, unobtainium planet. Unobtainium? It's a new like type of mineral? Yes. The James Avatar made an avatar. That was the name of the mineral. Unobtainium? Unobtainium. Yes. It was a very clever name. The movie made millions of dollars because unobtainium was a word he made up for but, a mineral. But, so talking but, about but it was very hard to find. But yeah, for, he still lost to Hurt Locker. He yeah, did. Uh, he did. His ex-wife. <laughs> yep. There's a name for the avatar planet. It's escaping me, and it's very upsetting. I know. Let's call it, let's let escape and like make you upset. The blue planet. Yeah, it's, the, it's blue people planet. Pandora. <laughs> so cra- creative. He made tight. He built ships for Titanic, and the planet is called Pandora because nobody knows. Well, that's if it's what real he was listening not. to when he was trying to come up with the <laughs> right? name. And it's an unobtainium mineral. Hey, cowboy! You see a little vein popping out yeah, of this yeah, right there? We're, we're not even doing this movie. We're lucky Spotify wasn't out then. You know, he would have called it. Does, that was the name of the ship. Planet of Spotify. <laughs> the well, ship what, that went to Pandora was called Spotify. <laughs> what was that? What was out there? The one that went out, that went under before Pandora. I thought they took an Uber there. Uh, the one that went underneath water. No, the James Cameron named Atlantis. Also very creatively. James Cameron didn't name it Atlantis. That was way before it. That's the point. I'm making. It's a dumb name. Unobtainium is a stupid name for a mineral that is hard to find. Pandora is a planet. That we, we, we don't know what's going to happen if we go there or not. You can't obtain it. It's unobtainable. Yeah. You know, speaking of which, that's you know what's a good mineral? Atom. Water. Antium. That's fake. That's great. But it sounds more realistic than unobtainium for Christ's Adam, sake. Atom, antium? Atom, antium. That's they, two words, right. not one word. Mineral water. That's oh, good. That's, real. that's two words. Yeah, it's, it's a real thing. It's and in Pellegrino. You yeah. said what's a good mineral. Yeah. Mineral okay. water. But that's a believable name. It doesn't taste that good. They though. could have called it Pellegrinium. <laughs> We'd be fine with it. Unobtainium. Wait, what? Isn't that what you drink? Pellegrinium? Pellegrinium. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was going to talk about the Atlantis in the the Titanic you were talking about earlier. Yeah, okay. They were actually able to um, geographically uh, take a picture of every portion of the Titanic so they can actually map everything out there. And they used James Cameron's ships that he got specifically for this purpose. No, they didn't. Yes. No. Yes. So the whole documentary about it. I know the whole documentary was about, about the one they went there just to look at it, right? Right. That was like several decades ago, right? Yes, before they made Titanic. This exactly. Titanic was made. I know. This was made two years ago. What? Yes. So after, after James Cameron's footage came out. Yeah, that was just to see the see that it existed. And like, oh, look, there it and is. They create the scenes. They created the story based off of this. Yes, story. the supposed. Yeah, I know. But like to, this to the mysterious ship. Yeah, I know. The but ocean. they actually did a documentary where they literally created the ship and brought it back from underneath the water in its full form. Oh. Pictures and all. Yeah. How accurate it would have been to James Cameron's Exactly. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. <laughs> All right, back to Mysterious Island. Well, that's what we're watching? That's what we were... We, yeah, we watched it. All I know is we were talking about Bumblebee's forever, and then we just kind of... I know, because it was the dumbest part of the entire movie for me. That was the whole dumbest part? It was the dumbest part of the entire movie for so me. So the, the song singing wasn't anything for you? Didn't do anything for you? That was just adorable. Oh. Isn't that... Because if I would have seen it at the time, I would have been very upset. Really? But Why? now that The Rock has become beloved, now it's just cute. Wait. Second to the Bumblebee scene... Okay. ...was... Uh, <laughs> The Rock's advice to his stepson about pop your pecs about how to impress the ladies, the pep pocking, the pep pep peck popping, and the berries. <laughs> boom, boom! <laughs> Throw them out my pecs. Boom! He's bumping the berries and launching them in very specific directions. And it ends up in Guzman's mouth <laughs> at one point, right in his throat. Yeah, that was dumb. That was fun. That was for the children. Was it? It was entertaining because only because like this is so stupid. It was so stupid. By, by the way, just to let you know, the uh, guy's name who designed the submarines for the Mary, Mariana Trench or whatever it's called. Ooh, the, okay. the deepest part of the world. For, for James Cameron. Uh, his name sounds like a m- mineral material. Oh. Ron Allum. Oh. A-L-L-U-M. Mm. Ron Allum. So, he, so why not call the material on this f- fake Pandora planet? Aluminium. Actually, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. think you know why. The, he, oh, because that's already a. He designed thing. a material. <laughs> the guy who designed the submarine for for James Cameron. Yeah. Designed a material to withstand fifteen thousand six hundred psi. Okay. Just so he can make that submarine for him to get down. Now, this material that made the submarine. I don't know what it's called. Unobtainium. I guarantee it. <laughs> It was made up. Who cares? Anyway. Yes. The peck popping. Yes. I always feel... I figure you would like glaze over that, honestly. I didn't think you would really care the, much the about The material that. is called isofloat. Ooh, that's nice. And James Cameron named that as well? Because it seems very uncreative. Isofloat? Yes. Isofloat. Isometric flotation device? Right. We can float underneath. That's not... doesn't make sense. The isosceles triangle. Dude, huh? come on. <laughs> SpongeBob floats underwater. Okay, uh, if he's underwater, does he not? He's not floating. He's sinking. In in the, the cartoon, he's floating. Okay, he can jump. I think it's funny that in in 
SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> they go to a beach underwater, and at the beach, there's water making causing waves, and it looks like they're at the beach. But they're, they're already underwater. Yeah, and they're drinking drinks underwater. Absolutely. You're, are you telling me you're trying to poke fun or you're trying to like poke seriousness at a cartoon that talks about the main character as a sponge? I, dude, I met Tim on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Who oh, Universal? Yeah. <laughs> really? I got pictures. Did he? Did he flip you off while you were looking away? No, he he can't flip you off, dude. Why not? Because he doesn't have the finger for it. He only has three fingers or four fingers. <laughs> he has four fingers. There's no middle finger. Three. <laughs> Did you go to uh, Simpsons Land? Yes, I did. Did you have a Duff beer? Oh. No. Uh, Duff beer was okay. I, I did go on Krusty Land. Oh. The ride. Did you, oh, get, okay. did you almost get killed by uh, the sides of Bob? No. Maggie saved me. Oh. She became <laughs> giant. Yes. She was a giant Maggie. Oh. Take it. You've been on it. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I went for uh, the Halloween Horror Fest. Okay. That was uh, Wouldn't it be different if it was on Halloween Horror Fest? No, the ride was the same. Everything else was different. Ah, gotcha. A lot of chainsaws. Oh, I got well to see then. a lot of um, Christmas stuff. Oh, okay. The Grinchmas stuff going on right now. Oh, right, right. Grinchmas. All right. So the peck popping was stupid. I can't even say the word correctly. Peck popping. Peck popping. That was dumb. Uh, now, Nemo. They had to go find Captain Nemo. Yes. Or EO. Nemo. <laughs> Captain EO is Michael you Jackson, you yeah, dong. You got to read I thought more, I messed dude. up the first time. I had to correct it. I was right the first no, time. No, you got it. Captain Damn. Nemo. They needed to find his uh, submarine. Submarine. Which they called. What was the name of the Seriously? submarine? Seriously? Oh, no. It's named after a crustacean. crustacean. I'm asking. Anemone. Who, with with friends like these, who needs an enemies? A Starfinder, Waterfinder. You, you talk about scene enemy? Yeah. You, uh, you know what scene enemy is? It it has a lot of. You're a botanist. You should know tentacles. Yeah, buddy. There you go. That That's how many times you can tickle a squid. A quandary. Yeah. Aquarius. Uh, what did you say? This I'm gonna, is I'm the feel dawning so of the day. Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. No, that's you said Aquarius. Ah, so I started it. singing the song. I thought I was right. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Sea Finder. I'm going to feel so stupid. What's it called? Nautilus. Ah! Oh, I feel, I feel so good. It's all clothing line and bed lining. It's called Nautica. I'm sure it's based off of... Yes, it is. Nautical Miles. Yes, it is. Which is based off of the Nautilus. Possibly. Was Nautilus in the League of Charged Gentlemen? Yes, it was. Okay. The Sword of the Sea. I think it's funny how that once they got the Nautilus uh, fired up and running, they already knew how to work the thing right another problem with the movie big problem they had to find the nautilus and uh they had a map to take him right to where the nautilus was supposed to be turns out the uh the current had risen uh so the nautilus was now underwater and they fashioned macgyver style these uh scuba tanks they gave them what three breaths two or three breaths two or three breaths to get to the nautilus they get there use their last their last breath to open the hatch and get inside. Did they assume once they got inside there would be air? Because once they got in there, they now had to search for a way to evacuate the water. This was horrible planning. You did realize that was their only chance of surviving. Okay. So basically, if they didn't succeed, they would die anyways. It's do or die. Yeah. But also, based off Mythbusters, do and die. we saw that if you were, if you were in a car... According to Mythbusters, if you're in a car that goes underwater, yes, 
your best way to survive is to sit still, wait for the car to fill with water, mm-hmm. open the door. Yeah, because depressurized. Yeah. Not only that, but the amount of oxygen you use by struggling and fighting, yes. your breath lasts a lot less. That makes sense. What's your, what's your point? They're struggling like crazy people trying to open the yeah. hatch yes. after they already use their last breath. Seeing a giant They don't have much eel. of a choice. They couldn't get back up to the I'm just saying they should have died. They should have died. They're dead. Well, technically, one of them has a D-E-D lot of training. D-E-D dead. Well, oh. D-E-D dead? Yeah. God what movie dead. was that? I don't remember. It was, uh, it was definitely a line from a movie. Yeah, it does. It was a movie. <laughs> Um, Sound like Luis Guzman. Right. <laughs> uh, like forever? Yeah. But I do. I do. It's, that may be the case, but like you know how like most movies, what they do is they play things that could that about like let's say there's fish shaking the stuff right, and then they look at the fish or whatever it is attacking them, then they shake it again, they, they pan back and forth. What I remember um, some film monographers are saying is. What you're seeing is two things happening at the same time. Right. So, we had this argument with uh, Fast and the Furious, yeah. the, uh, yeah. the, the long runway episode. Yeah. So it pos- By the way, mm-hmm. uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which yes. we talked about a second ago, yeah. the archives for spoilers. Yes, it is. As are, well yes. as the Fast and – I think it was Fast 5? I think so. Maybe Fast 6? Yeah, it's one of them. One of the fastest. It's one of the crazy ones. Yeah. It was faster than the first one. It was definitely faster and much more furious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were saying – the shots. The Sorry, shot, uh, bad movie writing makes me allergic. That's fine. The, the shot timing could have been just basically two things happening at the same time. So they're thirty seconds of un- unused air like usage for fighting to get in and in could have been fifteen seconds. Okay, then they got in. Now they're in. We got to find a way to. Let's uh, find the obvious thing on the side of the wall. Let's find a button to give us oxygen again. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Cool. Moving on to the rest of the story. Yeah, all right. Well, okay, let's they used of- one of those little shaky, glowy th- sticks. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's think about it this way, uh, guys. It's just it's a do or die, like like Cabo was saying. Mm-hmm. The main thing about it is if they didn't get it done, they've been dead anyway. So basically, go for it. Go for the gusto. Time limit may been, may not may been an issue. Maybe they didn't explain to me explain to you, but one of them was in the armed forces. And had actually training. Yes, and that was Dwayne Rock Johnson. He was, yeah. uh, he was he, he's like a cartographer or something. Yeah, I don't know. He he's he's a badass mofo. Yeah, in anything he does. Yeah, right. If you couldn't tell by his peck popping, he's the best at everything. Or his singing. Oh, that was pretty good. And a ukulele. That was that was, was it. Mandolin or a ukulele? I, I, it was a ukulele. <laughs> right here. Is the mandolin close to a ukulele? It was a ukulele. Is it like a fiddle? <laughs> Is, is it like a fiddle and a violin? It's the same fucking instrument. It's just called something different. Right. Yeah, basically. Mandolin is actually quite close to ukulele. Actually, you're right. Right. Mandolin is Italian. Ukulele is Hawaiian. <laughs> there you go. There right. Mandolin. A fiddle is it's country. A, a violin is classical. <laughs> well, I kind of. I you mean, can play the same shit. Right. Well, I mean, the 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 where, where the bars are for the the finger placing. Yep. They're about the same, but the shape and the sound it makes is different. Mm. I bet you can so, tune them to make the same sound. I was about to say, so you, you can play one. Know. It's basically like playing a piano and putting on a different filter. What's the difference between? <laughs> That's not a piano. That's a keyboard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A Casio uh, keyboard. You're right. You, you play Casio? 
I have a Casio upset. Uh, Yamaha was better, right? Oh, Korg. Korg. But Casio also makes Never watches. So Cor- oh, Yamaha makes head. motorcycles. Uh. <laughs> I, I, uh, that's true. But like I've had the Korg I'm in my hands and it's amazing. It's a dog? Korg? Not Korg. E. Oh. Korg. K O R G. Oh, it's an electronic dog. It's E yeah. Korg. <laughs> wow. Oh, Korg E. Mm. Easy could have been a Daewoo. They oh. make everything. Mm. They used to. They made cars. Is Daewoo or Daewoo? I don't know. I'm not freaking from that part of the world. Mm. Well, in this island, they make everything that you could ever want. Really? No. I like the uh, big screen TV that the old guy has on the island. That's great. Was that real? No. What? I thought it was a window. It was. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But he's also being all crazy and weird. It could have been like, maybe he did make that. Because then the rock's making fun of him like, oh, what else did you piece together over three months? Holy moly. I thought it might have been a TV. No. <laughs> okay, it was a window. Thank God. It, it was a window of the volcano. Right. That's spewing out gold. Which is a different Jules Verne novel, apparently. Which one? The volcano gold thing. By the, Okay, speaking of gold. Treasure Island? Uh, maybe. No. Uh, ah! no. Maybe. I learned this from Die Hard 3. The Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. Samuel Jackson, yes, tried to steal a gold bar, yes, from uh, from he, therefore Knox. Yeah, gold's heavy, very heavy. Yeah, Luis Guzman finds a piece of gold, starts digging, and it's it's the size of Him. a trampoline that uh, someone might have in their backyard. How is he expecting to carry that? He's expecting that, to roll. That it. was the whole like ridiculousness of it. <laughs> he was he, he was willing to do. Do whatever he could to put his daughter to college, that and meant- he was being ridiculous, thinking he was going to move that. Yeah, even the size that it was when he first found it was already going to be too heavy. Then, no, it was about we- the size of it was about the size of a rock when it first started. Out. Yeah. Eventually, we find out it's huge, and he's still digging up. He's still trying to pull it out. So I, I love my daughter. It's Luis. I-, I will eventually realize. That shit's impossible. Move on. Find some flakes. Put them in. Right, exactly. Maybe start chipping some pieces off instead of trying to dig the whole damn thing up. He had no tools. He dug that whole thing up with his hands. If if Michael Caine can build a flat screen TV with no tools. He, he made a freaking way. window. All right. Yeah, open, up, uh, open up the drapes. There's your, screen, there's your big screen TV. Yeah, I'm a cowboy on this one. Wow, I have so many big screens in this room. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, small screens. I have wall yeah. flat screens. Yeah, no small. Yeah, oh, true, yeah. That one looks like a projector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Woo. So considering the movie that we watched and how we enjoyed it or hated it, I'm not exactly sure how we're going with this. How did you like the ending? <clears throat> How the, uh, so they find the, the Nautilus, which, by the way, I was trying to tell you before, is the name of the submarine that Captain uh, EO had. Neo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not even Neo, it's Nemo! He said EO, you said <laughs> Neo. Neo? <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That's, dude, that's not even the right movie. You're in the freaking Matrix, bro. <laughs> that's part of the joke, Maestro. I know, but he said there can only be one. They went Highlander on us. Because. 
Because Neo can only he's, be he's going Neo's Captain, the one. He's going Captain the EO. No, 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 the no, connection. No. I did a he, My Show connection he's here. He's Captain EO. You said Neo from freaking Matrix, and so he went with the Highlander, and I'm on the Because you're going to be one. Neo is the one. And I'm talking Neo's about... the one, but there can only be one. That's the... Oh my That's what Highlander. Are you talking How am I explaining jokes to you? Huh? You're the connector of all weirdness. The Highlander's the greatest movie of all time. That's right. No. Horrible accent. I. That's on spoilers, by the way. On the archives of spoilers... I have the DVD. I, I bitched about his accent. <laughs> he's, he's, By the way, yeah. that, that, that line I just said right now, Highlander's greatest movie of all time, yeah, it's from uh, Talladega Nights. Uh, Will Ferrell. But also uh, uh, John C. Riley, which I'm not a fan of. I am a fan of him. He's funny. Okay. <sighs> the ending of the movie was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the firing Captain Neo's ship... I'll tell you what, Neo, Neo, what? <laughs> the, the movie, the movie altogether was very adventurous. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Okay, okay, um, I uh, I like the adventure in the movie. It, it kind of makes me want to read the book. Are you gonna become a Vernian? No, as they uh, say. No, you should read the books. He won't. He'll listen to them. I read. I read Treasure Island as a, as a child. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Uh, I think I read Journey to the, of the Earth as well. You read the two? Oh my god. But, that, but that's because they were they were. He's big. growing up before our eyes, Cowboy. I remember the big books that had the big letters and pictures in the middle of it, and uh, it was a big glossy please tell cover. Me, please tell me you were of age. Yeah. Like, I was give or take uh, 23 years old. Mm. <laughs> no, this is junior high. Junior high, I remember them being in the library. Because they, they both, all the books looked the same. And they had the big white cover uh, with the letters and... The pictures, illustrations, and the middle, I have, every I have, I have those. You have that, those exact ones a, you're talking about? That's this, the, the white books is what my son calls it. Okay. Is what he is reading. He's on the very last one, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. <gasps> oh. Um, I remember seeing it in the library. I never Mo- checked it out. Moby Dick was one of the books. I have, um, yes, I read, I read that one. Heidi was another one of the okay. books. And the, the, yeah, he's. But they all look the same, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. They all the same bluish cover. I want to see white spine. Yes. yes, aren't those the books that they take away all the like prejudice and racism? No, that was Huckleberry Finn. No, no, no. And we're Jim is what they call it. No, 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 no. Oh. I mean, like the original books uh, actually have they're, they're quite not, a bit. They're, of, they're not the original print of the books. They're uh, kid friendly. Kid friendly. Yes. Yeah. Which means all that all that crazy stuff. Yeah, and, and you, uh, you will not find the N word in Huck Finn. No, you will literally find N word Jim. Yeah, but they don't take they don't put that in the actual kid friendly version. No, no, in in they they've edited it so it doesn't say the oh. word. It says N word Jim, literally N word Jim. Oh, I was thinking figuratively for you. No, oh, no, my goodness. literally, it is N word Jim in the books hmm. instead of what it instead of saying N word Jim, they say N word Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to say it. Come on! In this day and age, I can't. Why not? Because it's weird. Let's go, Laura Schlesinger. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was, that was good. old. But Red I re- tangent from way back in the day. Yes, and I remember we, that. That we was like a big it. thing. That's oh. back when we were allowed to say it. That's that's when she well, got no, kicked off of KFI. That was some. <laughs> she was. Yeah, it's true. That's before I knew what KFI was. All right. Anyway, so the movie ends. Uh, they find Captain uh, Nemo's book. Uh, Nautilus. They find his mandoliny. Uh, Ukulele. Uh, Hooter! They need, <laughs> they need. They get the electric eel to charge the ship. Yeah. Also weird. Fine. 
uh, kids movie. Yeah, those batteries would charge been toast. it, make it work, uh, saves everybody. Michael Caine, everybody gets off the island. Jennifer Hudgens. Well, I guess it makes sense to I me mean, if you used a battery back then. If you did, they're the very rudimentary. Those were huge batteries, though. You you heard you heard the Rock say, "Oh, those are some big batteries." Yes, yeah, so. so, I mean, back they like carry you, a lot of juice. Yeah, they do. But that, but the question is whether or not they can actually hold it. Like back when, yeah. Well, they just needed they just needed enough juice to start the mandolin. No, <laughs> right? Because then eventually, they, once they get started, the alternator will kick yeah, in exactly. and start recharging the battery. Exactly. Assuming that they had one. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. They just needed enough to start it. They weren't going to shut it off before they got to where they needed to go. Mm. And if you use the theory of how a car works, the battery doesn't run the car; it just starts the car. That's a good question yeah. because, like, it does make sense. But did they have alternators in the fifties? Captain Nemo's Nautilus. You're about to get into car details. Well, I'm just getting into mechanics, really. I mean, like, you got to be able to keep... It was, it was Captain Nemo's Nautilus from the 50s? Well, I mean, we're the story about, was... Because the car... She wrote the story in the 50s, right? Uh, who's she? F. Scott huh? Fitzgerald? Who wrote... The, <laughs> that's the only female author I can think of at the top of my head. Really? Uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I was going to say. It's not even a real name. Uh, John Patterson. Oh, that's not a girl. No, James ah. Patterson. Damn it. And it's not a girl still. So. Uh, ah. Rice from very good books, though. Ooh. Rice? The movie. Said, right. 20,000 oh. Leagues was like. <laughs> no, Rice. The Rice. Mo- Rice some very good books. The when? movie was in 20, 1954. So the, the movie about Captain Nemo? Yes. By the way. But, this, this was going to be in, in the in the trivia. In the movie, Captain Nemo, Captain Nemo was played by. He's dead. What are you talking about? The guy who played Captain Nemo. He's dead. Why? Okay, okay. maybe not in that movie, but a oh. different movie. Okay. A different actor that played Captain Nemo in a different movie was Michael Caine. Michael Caine, the the, the grandfather, was making fun of the Rock. In a previous movie, he played Captain Nemo. I know which movie was that. Uh, I think it's called Captain Nemo. Oh, really? Right. I don't know. It's in the trivia. I'm abandoning. But all what I'm saying, okay, the movie was from '54. Yeah. Right. But what era was the movie taking place? I'm looking in? for right now. Oh, uh, Sir Michael Caine searches for Captain Nemo's ship, which Michael Caine played in 1997 in the movie Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Hmm. So it was not in the the point is, I'm sure the Nautilus had an alternator. For the love of God, how couldn't it? Oh, published in 1872. Yeah, the book? The yeah. book. All right. So he invented alternators, basically. Great. They published the book in 1872 about this story, Captain Nemo and the Nautilus. But what era were they in? In 18 what? 72. 1872, were they writing about something that happened in 1872? Like, you, I can write a book today and publish mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and it could be a story from the 1950s. Yes. So in 1872, were they writing a book about 1872, or were they writing a book about oh, here. 1650? I found the answer. Ah. Uh, here's the answer. Uh, who cares? Ah. Moving on. Uh, because the, <laughs> that was, <laughs> it was, it was the whole story of Atlantis, you know, the lost city of Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. No, which I think that city is always going to be lost. It is, uh, except for uh, called Drago. Aquaman isn't he the ruler of Atlantis? Yes. Okay. 
Any other opinions about the movie you want to talk about before we move on to the rest of the game? Aquaman would have helped out. Well, we're going to get into the games of the podcast. We've been playing a game this whole time? Life is a game. It's the greatest game. Wait, mm. that's a stage. Ah. Life is also a game. It okay. is. So basically in eighteen Oh. So All basically right. in eighteen sixty, um primitive vessels were considered to be submarines. So this in itself What was, color were the submarines? Uh, uh yellow metal. Yes, thank you. Oh. They all lived in them. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that song too. Oh my god, you're right. You know what powered submarines back in those days? Bubbles. Beatles. Was Beatles. <laughs> Riding on treadmills. And bubbles. How did yep. they even... They weren't running on treadmills. They were riding a bicycle. Okay. Well, it looked like treadmills, but if you zoom out far enough, it's just Abbey Road. <laughs> <laughs> it's a white so, line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is interesting information based upon the <laughs> Nautilus. In my... Lay it on us. In 1859, the French developed a submarine called the what's it called? Unobtainious. The pro, it was called Project Plongeur, I guess, invented by Simon Bourgeois. And basically, bourgeois. Yeah, bourgeoisie. Oh no. <laughs> Anyways, um, it used compressed air in order to get around. Did they call it an A boat? The uh, Germans called it a U boat. So I'm pretty sure they went through the. Other portion of the alphabet before they got to you. Were the Canadians? Hi, A. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a, it looked like an inverted zeppelin. That's interesting. Okay, I'm done. All right, moving on. The rest of the uh, the show. Oh, we're done. We're which done. is the games? Are we done with uh, games. information hour? We are. Information hour is over. Let's all go to the movies. Wait, mailbox. Ah, what's the mailbox? Popcorn, hot dogs. We just got a letter from who? We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We, we just got, got a letter. letter. Wonder who it's from. This letter comes from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Their reviews, it turns out. We're going to play the Rotten Tomatoes game, which you like to play. Oh, here's a mail. It never, never fails. fails. It, it makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to smell mail. Good reviews. This is Leonard, <laughs> Le- Leonard Maltin from IndieWire. <laughs> from IndieWire. I know where that's coming from, too. <laughs> the visual effects are as artificial as a genial posturing story. But the movie is all f- is all in fun and painless painless for grown-ups. Disagree. Once again, these are good reviews. I didn't give you guys a choice. These are good reviews. Alonzo Duralde from The Warp. The equivalent of those pre-made sandwiches you buy at Starbucks. Not bad for you and not entirely lacking in flavor, but nothing particularly memorable Either, I like that review. That was a good one. That, that yeah. So it's saying it's fine. You're not going to remember this. It's not going to stick with you. But oh. you're not going to feel like you wasted your time. It, it got the job done. I was hungry. Now I'm not. Moving on. I literally <laughs> spent money buying the DVD because I liked it. All right. Well, then you need more than Starbucks food. Stephen Cole from Globe and Mail. It's a weird organization. The Mysterious Island is everything a 12-year-old boy could want. Endless adventure involving a reckless adolescent hero with a pretty girl in a clinging t-shirt around to watch him struggle. It's not what I wanted at 12 years old. What did you want at 12 years old? I didn't want a girl to see me struggle. (laughs) 
What did you want at 12 years old? I wanted just a girl to be into me. At 12? I just wanted my micro machines. You're right. Oh, I just wanted to keep playing the D and D game I was playing. Right. Mm. It doesn't say micro machine. No, it doesn't. It's not the real thing. Yeah. Bad reviews by Raffer Guzman. On oh oh, I was about to say this is uh uh-huh. going to be loaded, but uh, it's a bad review. Oh, it's from Newsday. Offers giant rocks, clearly made of styrofoam, and Dwayne Johnson because <laughs> he's also the rock uh, who fits the same description. <laughs> Maybe, maybe you should stop laughing until you finish this right. whole thing. Offers giant rocks, clearly made of styrofoam, and Dwayne Johnson, who fits the same description. Made of styrofoam. Because <laughs> he's still the rock. He's the rock. Uh, Stephen Witty from Newark Star Ledger. I swear some of the giants, Dayglow veget- vegetation, had property of Lost in Space stamped on it. That makes which sense. This is a horrible movie. Lost in Space, which one? Uh, that was actually also on spoilers. Which one? They had Matt LeBlanc. Oh, that one. And, uh, oh, and Gary Oldman was also in that. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. We'll get to that in a second. All right. Tom Long from Detroit News. The equivalent of throwing Jurassic Park, Avatar, and the absolute worst episode ever of Land of the Lost in a blender and pushing garble. Well, a lot of, the, a lot of Land of the Lost is about the same, isn't it? Land oh. of the Lost is... Not Land of the Lost, Land of Before Time. That was different. That's Land of Before Time was amazing, a cartoon. Land of the Lost, I think, was Will Ferrell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. No. The, the crazy thing is, is I grew up watching Land of the Lost, the TV show. Did you like it? When I was a kid, it was amazing. Did you go it back was, and watch it? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Chaka, Chaka, what is it? It's like it's absolutely retarded now. But as a kid, <laughs> oh my gosh, I couldn't stop watching it. It, yeah. was, it was amazing. Of and course, it was that's, dinosaurs. That's this know? movie is to me as well. If I was a child watching this movie, it'd be great. Yeah, as an adult, <laughs> that's my very complex uh, review of the movie. Oh, very good. And you wonder why we're not credited. And people wonder why we're not credited yet. Because <laughs> we haven't That's applied. Right. We've done enough work to be credited if we That's wanted true. to go through the whole sequence of doing it. But We could. But like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions with our credentials. And so, we like it that way. <laughs> based on Rotten Tomato score is the next part of the game. Oh. I'm going to make you guys guess the Rotten Tomato score. Ooh. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's a score of 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 059 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. What do you think the critics rated this movie? 45. Ooh, I'm thinking 30. I was going to say 32. Really? First, but I just 32 up. or 30? That's, that's optimistic. 45, he's 30. 45? Okay, 30. Yeah. The critics rated this movie at 40. <sighs> Four percent. Oh, so close. Almost there. Yeah. Well done, sir. I was originally going to say thirty-two. All right, you still would have beat him. Or thirty-two or thirty also. No, thirty-two. Okay, because you said thirty. Yeah, so he's saying thirty-two. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, audience. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is happening? I'm so confused. The audience. What do you think the audience rated this movie? Oh, you want me to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. All right. Whoever wants to go first. Mm-hmm. I'll go first. I, oh, wait. I have the answer. You can't, yeah, you can do that. Okay, sorry. I'm going to go 35. I'm going to go 51. Oh. The audience has this at 59. Oh. 
Audience is usually higher it, on movies like this, dude. It is. I would think bit. it would be lower considering the like the first one flopped too. I, I, but they I, made a sequel. I'm surprised they made the sequel, honestly. And I, they set up for a I enjoyed the first trilogy. One. I know, but I'm just saying because usually when I enjoy this movie, it usually flops. I thought it was going to be like yeah. Really bad. Usually the movies you like flop. Yeah, yeah. Right. they're real bad. I don't like this movie. So <laughs> like, I thought this was going to be a really bad movie. It was. Uh, Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this movie. We noticed that Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman make movies better, generally speaking. So, if we were to replace Gary Oldman and or Paul Giamatti into this movie to it, make it better, you can't you can't replace Michael Caine, and you can't replace The Rock because it's yeah. The Rock. Mm, yep. Oh, oh! Put Gary Oldman as the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take out Louis Guzman either. That's what I'm saying. That's it's, all you got uh, left. You, you can't uh, put him as not Gary Oldman as the kid and um, Paul Giamatti as the eel. No, Paul, or the girl. Paul Giamatti's the wife. The girl. The girl. <laughs> Paul Giamatti's the wife. Gary Oldman as the. Yeah, uh, you can only interest, throw him right. in as one of the cops at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's right. Mm. But they didn't have much saying, though, did they? No. But there's no one else you could take out. That's yeah. true. This movie did as good as it can with, so with the little, cast yeah. that it had. Ooh, let's have Gary Oldman You're walk around wrong. instead of an elephant. <laughs> a baby girl. Uh, no, a baby no, girl. no, this is a uh, tiny one. A baby Paul Giamatti. Right. Yeah, well, Gary Oldman could be the giant uh, lizard. Yes. Mm. Give it a voice, right? And, and, and sing. perfect. Awesome. All right, moving on. Very good. We we solved it. <laughs> what makes the world go round? No nope. uh, trivia first. Before oh, we get to that, I love my favorite part. I'll give you guys a little bit of trivia. You might know about the film. Mm. I was asking you a question. Oh, okay. oh. it does. It does. Money make, does make the world go round. Ah, that's it. Okay. I wasn't telling you what to do. The original, <laughs> the original the original Jules Verne story. I'll tell you, Verne. Uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth from 1864, on which Journey to the Center of the Earth from 2008 was loosely based, never had a sequel. However, another Jules Verne story, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea from 1870, did have a sequel called The Mysterious Island, which was released in 1874. The book followed five American men stranded on an island in the South Pacific, which is very similar to the plot of this movie. So this was kind of a remake of the nineteen or the eighteen seventy four movie. What eighteen seventy four movie? Oh, book. Sorry, book. Oh, okay. did, did they have movies back in eighteen seventy four? They were all black and white, and you couldn't hear anything. Uh, when they find the giant lizard eggs, Hank or the Rock quips. It had to be a lizard. Why couldn't it be snakes? Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones, for sure. Indiana Jones said in the movie, uh, it snakes. Had snakes. Why, Why it had to, to be, be snakes? snakes? Exactly right. There's another Jules Verne novel titled The Golden Volcano, which although is set in, a Canadian Ar- in the Canadian Arctic during the gold rush, spews gold nuggets when it erupts. This is where the mountain from gold came from in this movie. And I already said this before, Alexander, or Sir Michael Caine, searches the, for the home base of Captain Neo, which he played the character of in 20,000 Legion on the Sea in 1997. Now, money makes the world go round. What? It does. All right. It does. The budget for this film. Yes. $79 million. Holy hell. For this film? I was not expecting that. I know the, like, the big budget like actors, but really? 
the, the yeah, that's that's surprising. Seventy nine million dollars. I just double checked because that seems very high, and I just double checked that it is accurate. <laughs> wow, seventy nine million dollars. What do you think this? They film lost gross? their shorts on this one worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Worldwide. What do you think it made? When was this made? Uh, Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Seventy nine million. This one. What? Rock paper scissors. For who goes first? You can go first. I don't oh, care. Crap. Oh, you sold paper and you chose going first. I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> 150. $150 million. All right. Wow. I was thinking less than that, but then you said worldwide, which usually means. It usually means across the world here. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the Not world the go US. around. Also, the foreign box office. The money combined. makes. Well, sometimes you say, what did it make worldwide? Oh, wait, we didn't have anything from it. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to do that anymore. Had, we made bad choices um, with that Brooke Shields movie. We're gonna, I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> You, it was seventy nine million it cost, and that he was one fifty because he thinks yep. like, it made like twice as much as it cost, which but still doesn't times. make it profitable. In order to make to be profitable, I don't think times. it was profitable. All right, um, but I do think that The Rock does bring people to the movies, so I'm gonna say two hundred. All right, and your guess is what one fifty. One fifty. All right, in the U.S., this grossed one hundred and three point nine million dollars. That's the U.S. Where's Jules Verne from? Do we know? Uh, I believe Europe. I'm going to double check. Oh, Europe. So this would do better overseas. Foreign box office is $231.4 million. Bringing the total worldwide gross to $335.3 million. This was a profitable movie. And because you overguessed him, Cowboy's a winner for today. All three. All three. I wiped your ass. <laughs> Gross. This film debuted on January 19, 2012 with $27.3 million. <laughs> this was Can I have some of your stuff? <laughs> this was the 26th highest grossing film of 2012. Number one in 2012. Want to take a guess? Uh, Star Wars. We kind of got close to this movie a little bit as what, we were talking about it. Think about Michael Caine's character from 1997. Batman. He played Nemo. Oh, Finding Nemo. That came out earlier than 2012. Finding Finding Dory? Dory. Finding Dory was number one in 2012. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That's wrong. the wrong year? Oh, shit. I got ahead of myself. Number one that year was The Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say The Avengers. I'll tell you what, though. What? For the next podcast, I think you're going to know what number one is. <laughs> Finding Dory. <laughs> I got way ahead of myself. Sorry. That was 2012's Journey to the Mysterious Island. Journey to the Mysterious Island? Directed by Brad Pitt. That's what we watched. <laughs> I thought we were watching Journey 2. It was the Avengers, guys. The Mysterious Island. It was the Avengers. <laughs> Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Hey, where'd you get that hammer? Show. I got it from the Avengers. Not Dory. You okay? Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. 
Yeah. Should you ever want to buy some Jules Verne's novels or memorabilia? I did, actually. Did you? Yes. How did you buy those? I went to Amazon. What? Yeah. But first, before I did that, I went to our website. I clicked on the banner, and then I went directly to Amazon to do the shopping as I normally did. But the only difference was... Did it cost you anything extra, Maestro? No. What? I know, right? But what did it do? I don't know. Tell me, cowboy. It gave us money. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We helped the part of the show. Yay! <laughs> Your energy is impeccable. Moving on. I have spoken. Next week, it is going to be Christmas. I can't wait. So, we are watching 2016's Office Christmas Party. Yay. Oh, <laughs> this movie has Jason Bateman. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. You're talking about Polly Shore? Weasel. No, not not the weasel. No, from Deadpool. Yes, I know. Yeah. T.J. Miller. Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. Jennifer Aniston also. Uh, each of my know is Rachel. And other people. Guy from Ozark. Yeah, Jesse Bateman. Also from a movie I refuse, uh, or a show I refuse to watch, Arrested Development. Why? Because uh, I'm too late to the party. Why? The Office Christmas Party. Uh... <laughs> All right. Michael? Michael! <laughs> All right, thanks for hanging out. Uh, we'll see you next time for Office Christmas Party. Happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy- Is it Kwanzaa or Kwanzaa? Mer- uh, there's a whole word that you can make it one. It used to be an old AMPN commercial, I think, or something. Merry Happy- Christmas Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Fine. Bah humbug. Yeah. Oh. oh. All right. Well, yeah. Until next time, I am Adam. I have spoken. I am <laughs> EO. He's Captain EO over there. I'm doing sign language. Oh, oh I see. Ah, he's spoken. I'm not spoken. Very good. Thanks for hanging out.